It's time now for the complete story with Rich Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Rich Bot with today's complete story. Well, good afternoon. This is Eben Fowler with Bot Radio Network, and Rich Bot is here with me. Uh, you can I hear am. S- yeah, you can hear some background noise. This is a, a special broadcast, one of maybe a couple that we're going to do over the next couple of days. Uh, we're in Phoenix, Arizona, and we had the uh, the real privilege Sunday evening being at the Harvest America Crusade in the University of Phoenix Stadium. It's an indoor stadium. Uh, first of all, and we have a special guest we're going to introduce here in just a moment. But Rich, what was your impression of well, that? that was with Doc, well, that was with Pastor Greg Laurie, one of our broadcast ministries out of California, A New Beginning. We hear his ministry every day on Bot Radio Network. And this was Harvest America, and it was a huge evangelistic event. Uh, proclaiming the gospel in a simple, powerful way that people have a chance to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Of course, we broadcast this on Bot Radio Network. It was also broadcast over Trinity on television and online on on websites and so forth. But you know what, Evan? I I got the statistics late last night. There was 38,000 people in attendance and uh, hundreds and hundreds of satellite locations around the country. But but at the stadium, 38,000 people. And at the stadium last night, 2,904 um, decisions for Christ. And there were some over 400 uh, online uh, indicated that of their decision uh, for Christ. And, and the, the results from the various satellite locations that watched around the country and around the world are beginning to come in now. I, I texted somebody last night and they said, you know what, this reminds me of the early church when 3,000 were added to the church in a single wow, day. Wow, yeah, just about right. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, praise God, you know, people are still responding to the simple proclamation of the gospel. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Uh, and we can have confidence in that we can have eternal life, but we have to accept that. Well, it was incredible. And, you know, if uh, most people probably haven't been to that particular stadium, but the entire, most of the floor was left empty, and it was left empty purposely because there were so many people who came down afterward, and that floor was somewhere between a third and a half full as people came down. It reminded me a lot of the Billy Graham Crusades, oh, just in, except it was a, just a little bit more up-to-date. The music was a bit right, different. It was much more... Um with it for today's culture. Right, (laughs) exactly. And one of the interesting things that I understand is that the North American Mission Board of the Southern Baptist Convention partnered with Mm -hmm, Harvest America, mm -hmm. with Greg Laurie and and his ministry, and they actually secured that venue. So it's so neat to, to realize that they're working together for the same goal. You know, evidence the people were flooding down uh, the aisles, coming onto the floor, and the lady was singing that hymn of invitation, Come Just As You Are. It just brought tears to my eyes. I don't know how it affected you. Yeah, it, it was amazing. And uh, it, it, was, uh, it started, well, I think people were lined up outside the stadium starting about 1.30 in the afternoon from what mm-hmm. we heard. And, of course, when we got there, uh, we had to wait a while to get, even get into the parking lot. So it was, uh, people wanted to be there, and it was, it was exciting. All right. Now, this is just thrilling, because right now, at our table here on the exhibit floor of the Southern Baptist Convention, we have a very special guest. We One do? of our, our, our newest broadcast ministries that we've added to Bot Radio Network is called Moving Forward. It's the broadcast ministry of Pastor Stephen Rummage, pastor of Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Florida. It's Bell Shoals, Florida. I guess it's Bra- Brandon, 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 Florida. Brandon, Florida. And... Uh, 
He's also the exec. He's also the chairman of the executive committee for the Southern Baptist Convention. So we're here at his event, and uh, we're right. delighted to be with you, Doctor Rummage. Thank you for your broadcast ministry, and I have a question for you. Go ahead and. And welcome. Well, Rich, thank you so much. It's a great joy to be here with you and Evan today. And I'm just rejoicing at what God did last night at that harvest event. Wow, what an incredible thing to see so many people come to know Jesus as Savior. And I understand the North American Mission Board had a role in that. Right. Um, Kevin Ezel, the president of our North American Mission Board, has a heart to see people come to know Jesus Christ as Savior, partnered with Greg Laurie and his organization. And so to be able to have that event going on right as we're kicking off the Southern Baptist Convention is an incredible opportunity. And I'm really thankful to God for that, and certainly just praising the Lord at all of those who came to know Jesus mm-hmm. last night. And, and, and Bot Radio Network is delighted to be involved in both events uh, and have both uh, ministers as uh, broadcast ministry partners with Bot Radio Network. And I understand they're going to do this again in Dallas next year. I believe that's right, yes. Now, tell us about moving forward, moving forward from what to what, and how can we know that we're on the right road? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, when we started this broadcast ministry several years ago, as we thought about what to call it, uh, the idea of moving forward really has two meanings for me. And one is the, the means by which we teach the Word of God, moving forward verse by verse through the Word of God and seeing what God teaches us from His Word as we move forward through His Word. But then also we know every person has a need to move forward in our relationship with Jesus Christ to leave behind the things from our past, and to move forward to the things that God has for us in the future. You know, one of the things that I think about every time I teach God's Word is how can I help those who are listening move from where they are right now forward to where God wants them to be next? Because there's always a next step for us in our relationship with Jesus. Absolutely. What a a great name for a program. (laughs) That has an awful lot of meaning. It does. Uh, I just have just a sidebar here. Bell Shoals. What what is that? Is that a community? Is that a street? Is it a neighborhood or it, what? It's all three of those things. It's a street, and uh, it is now a neighborhood. But when our church was started over 50 years ago, it was actually started out among Orange Groves, uh, a little bit east of Tampa. And it was started by a group of men and women who really wanted to reach that area of their county for the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're not on a major thoroughfare then nor now. Uh, They weren't on a major thoroughfare then, and we really aren't now. But God has blessed that church over the years and brought people to that place so that now it's a congregation of over 9,000 members, and we're continuing to grow. I have, I have to tell you, I, I met a, a lady as we were checking our car into the hotel yesterday afternoon, and I asked her uh, her name, and she told me, and uh, you're here for the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, and she said, yes, and I said, where do you live? And she said, in Nashville, and I said, wonderful. I said, do you have a chance to listen to Bot Radio Network? And she said, oh, I certainly do. And she is, um, I believe, a, a secretary for the executive committee. And I said, well, you know Dr. Stephen Rummage. And she said, oh, I certainly do. And I said, well, you'll have to tell him that you listen to his broadcast, Moving Forward on Bot Radio Network. She said, I already did. Well, she did. Some folks from Nashville have already told us. And, you know, we began airing on the Bot Radio Network the Monday after Easter. What an incredible blessing that has been for us. And uh, since we've begun airing on the Bot Radio Network, we've already heard from listeners 
uh, throughout the Midwest, new new listeners who are tuning in, and we just praise the Lord for that opportunity. I know I enjoy listening to the broadcast. Tell our listeners what the address is or what the email uh, address is for people to contact your ministry, especially if they'd like to support it. Right, they can go to stephenrummage.com, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-R-U-M-M-A-G-E.com, and that's the uh, website for everything for moving forward. Wonderful. Well, now, here we are once again. We're on the uh, exhibit floor of the Southern Baptist Convention in Phoenix, Arizona. Again, as we said earlier, uh, we, we had the privilege of going to the Harvest America Crusade last night at the University of Phoenix Stadium. So you're very involved with the uh, Southern Baptist Convention. Tell us a little bit. Give us some perspective on this year's convention and, and what some of the goals are, what the heart is of, of the current president. Well, our president this year is Dr. Steve Gaines, who's the pastor of Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. And we broadcast his Sunday evening service in Memphis. Wonderful. Well, he's a great preacher of God's Word and a great, great heart for evangelism and soul winning. And so one of the emphases that Steve has this year is for Southern Baptists to really be reignited, to share the gospel of Jesus and to see people come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. I know that's one of his goals in this meeting is just to hold that up before Southern Baptist, to call us to prayer and commitment that we might see more people come to know Jesus. And so that's going to be an exciting thing for us. We're expecting really good attendance and registration for this meeting, especially being in Arizona. You know, when we move out west, we're sort of outside of where our major population is for Southern Baptist, although Southern Baptists are all over the country in every uh, state in the United States. But when we're out west, we expect attendance to be a little bit lower. But I was told yesterday our registration is up considerably from where it was six years ago when we were in Phoenix. And uh, we're expecting a really good number here, well over 6,000 people uh, who will be a part, who will be uh, registered as messengers, and then probably eight to 9,000 people or more who will be part of attending this meeting. Oh, that's phenomenal. I heard on the radio that they're expecting a cool time today, a cool streak. It's only going to be in the 90s. Well, that's what they're saying. That's cool for here, right? <laughs> well, it's cool in here in the exhibit hall. I think I'll stay right here. Tell us now, I've seen uh, logos. There's a logo with a, with a man praying and an hourglass, and the sand is dripping through the hourglass. And, and it's like, we're living in strategic times. We need to be in prayer. We don't know how much time we have left, but we need to be winning souls. Well, I think we're coming to realize that more and more. And quite frankly, Southern Baptists are not reaching as many people with the gospel as we have in years past. Well, I think that's true of a lot of churches. And we want to reverse that trend. We want to see more people come to know Jesus through the ministries of our churches, for more people to be baptized, for more people to follow Christ. And we know that that begins as God's people come before Him, humble themselves, seek His face, turn from their sins, and pray. And as we do that, God will answer Mm -hmm. and God will work. And we're expecting God to do that. I've been praying for a Great Awakening-style revival across America and around the world. And I've heard that every major revival is preceded by a movement of prayer. And then that's followed by the bold proclamation of the Word of God. And that's what what we're about. It really is. And I, I think we're going to see that throughout this meeting. We're going to see Southern Baptists, both pastors and lay people coming together seeking God and asking God to break our hearts for a lost world that needs Jesus and to empower us by His Spirit to take the gospel. Now, you mentioned that name. I saw a uh, a sign also that said, A Name Above All Names. Right. That's our pastor's conference uh, this year. That's the theme for our pastor's conference 
at the Southern Baptist Convention, and that's going on right now. You know, on Sunday and Monday preceding the convention, we have a conference for our pastors with lots and lots of preaching, and this year uh, they are preaching systematically through the book of Philippians. I don't know that that's ever happened at a Southern Baptist Convention pastors conference where there was a plan to preach through a book in God's Word. So they're preaching through the book of Philippians and talking about the name of Jesus, that name above every name. And that is the key. It's the name of Jesus. I don't know if you saw that news clip where this uh, young man was being uh, confirmed for a, a, an appointment to the administration, and Bernie Sanders on the committee was questioning him about his faith. And he said, do you mean that, that if I don't believe in Jesus, that I'm condemned? And he said, sir, I'm a Christian. Right. And he went on to speak about what Christianity Christians believe and and so forth. And, and Bernie Sanders kept cutting him off and treating him as if he was a bigot and as if he was somehow unfit. In fact, they, that's what he said, right. is people that hold those views are unfit to serve in government. Unbelievable to have that type of rhetoric being used uh, in our government and with from a leader. But we know that simple message that Jesus Christ is the only way that a person can be saved. And it's loving to proclaim that message. That's right. So people, because it's for everybody. Right. And the realization that people without Christ are condemned, uh, that's really not a condemning message. It's a message that reminds us of the need to take the gospel to people who do stand condemned without Christ. Because redemption is available. That's right. You're preaching. I think I'm out starting to preach. Amen. Well, I know he's goading me on. <laughs> well, Dr. Stephen Rummage, uh, Bell Shoals Baptist Church, uh, the pastor there, and, and also the speaker on the Moving Forward broadcast that uh, we now carry on Bot Radio Network. And that's at 6:30 p.m. Monday through Friday on most of the Bot Radio Network stations. Depending on the yep. time zone, it might right. be a slightly different. But uh, listen to that; you'll hear some great preaching and teaching of the Word of God. Thanks so much. Thank you. We're continuing here on the exhibit hall floor of the Southern Baptist Convention in Phoenix, Arizona, and a new guest just dropped in on us, Dr. Jerry Johnson with National Religious Broadcasters. And actually, we're sort of sitting in your booth. You've been so gracious as to give us space here, so we got to talk with you. How are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm not a guest. I'm the host. You are <laughs> in one way. But it's a joy to be with Bach. We just love the The NRB family is, is a, a special group and the bot name is one of the great name brands in the nrb family we love it rich oh thank you dr jerry johnson and we're excited about you serving as the president of nrb but our our association our history with nrb goes back many many years and uh, so many of our broadcast ministries that you hear every day on bot radio network are key members of this association tell us about the history of nrb and bring us up to today as to why it's so important right now well radio is the foundation. It continues to be the strongest element of NRB. And that's great because people are listening to radio. I mean, particularly in the traffic jam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like where I live in D.C. and I'm going to L.A. tomorrow. I mean, radio is surging in these mega cities. So that's key. But but, but like back in 1943, when, when religious broadcasting, right. Christian, the gospel presentation over the public airwaves was under threat. What happened was, you know, the, the number one radio programs in the 40s were Christian programs. And it's uh, a long story, but um, they were pressured off the air. And they decided, we don't have to stand for that. Let's get together. Let's talk to our senators, our congressmen. Let's go to D.C. And so NRB began in the 40s 
to make sure that there was a platform for the Christian message, at least a level playing field. And from that point to now, we've been defending the right of Christians to all forms of media. And so... To protect the access to the airwaves for the preaching of the Bible and for the gospel presentation. It's really a First Amendment issue, you know. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press. And what we like to say to people is, you know, NRB is to the First Amendment what NRA is to the Second Amendment. We're there. If you if you have electronic media that you want to use to get out, whether it's radio, television, now streaming, the Internet, podcasting, web streaming, all of that, uh, NRB is, is the one for you in D.C. to make sure you've got a seat at the table. So, so the protection of uh, free speech is, is, is one of the aspects of the First Amendment, but there's several aspects to the First well, Amendment, and, and NRB yeah. covers all of them. Yeah, I mean, the first three freedoms are religion, speech, and press. Well, think about that. NRB is religion. NRB is speech. NRB is press. There's really no other association or even organization that has all three as a portfolio. We have some legal groups that look out for freedom of religion or freedom of speech, but we're uniquely, I think, positioned, and we're, we're in a communications revolution. It's as if the Lord prepared us, actually, for our greatest season now, mm. because uh, there's unprecedented uh, ways now to get out the message using electronic media. Now, we live in strategic times, and once again, religious liberty on the airwaves and and, in a public sense generally is under attack. Did you happen to see that video clip of Senator Bernie Sanders raking over the coals that that Wheaton grad that was going to be uh, confirmed for an administration post specifically because of his Christian commitment? Well, absolutely. It's it's a shame, you know, as I think of the younger generation, they have not been taught the Declaration or the Constitution. And the idea, the the notion that um, uh, we can't tolerate that which is intolerant, that's, that's the notion or the idea they've been raised on. Not a God-given liberty, a God-given freedom. It's the role of government to protect these God-given freedoms and liberties. That's what the Declaration says, and that's what the First Amendment refers to. And so Bernie Sanders gets up there and acts like, you know, you cannot be an Orthodox Christian, uh, that you cannot believe that Jesus is the only yeah, way. And serve in public office. Or you're unfit. Right. And so most of the founders would have been unfit if on that a, basis. If you're a yes, Bible-believing Christian, a Christian that wants to exercise the uh, the the tenets of your faith. In other words, if you believe that Jesus is the only way of salvation, you cannot serve in government. I think he said that, didn't he? That you're not you're not fit to serve in government if you hold those views. Well, he did, and here's the irony of it all. You know, it was about Islam and Christianity, mm. and we know that Orthodox Islam would condemn Bernie Sanders as a Jew and condemn Christians also as a uh, Infidel, so the ultimate of intolerance. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah it's like, does he have a suicide wish or what? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but but to bring us back to NRB. Well, my only point was that we live in strategic times, and these liberties that we have so long taken for granted are under attack once again. I mean, we need a spiritual revival. We need a great awakening. That's the, that's the greatest need is a spiritual renaissance that would. Uh, change the hearts and minds of people. But we do need a renewal of First Amendment and Declaration principles. The idea that we're made in God's image 
And because of that, we have a right to liberty that's given by God. And that's really in the First Amendment then when it says Congress will make no law prohibiting the free exercise of religion or amending the freedom of speech. I always thought that was interesting. Or denying the free exercise thereof. Or, or, or amending the freedom of the press. And that, ah. the idea of it being amended means that it was already there. And where was it? I think it's found in mm. the Declaration. It's given by God. Liberty is the, is the starting place. And so Bernie Sanders doesn't get it. And I think mm. the mainstream media doesn't get it. And I think this young generation doesn't get it. So we're here to make sure they yeah. get now it. You, now, you mentioned electronic media. And, and the thing is, that opens a wide door for people to become members of NRB. And I think of so many churches across the nation that use the Internet, that use podcasting, right. that, that use all different kinds of media that need to be part of this association if they, if they want to protect it. Yeah, what people need to know is that there's actually a lot of discrimination right now. There's a lot of censorship online. So we have a project called the John Milton Project at NRB. We've been tracking from uh, Facebook, Google, Twitter, uh, Facebook Live, uh, all these incidences where Christians or conservatives have been censored, shut down, edited. Well, NRB is there for you just as we're here for the radio stations. If you're using uh, YouTube, if you're using Facebook Live, if you're using a podcast, if you're writing a blog, and you're concerned about censorship, and it is happening, there is a mood of it, NRB is on Capitol Hill for you. We, we lobby with the FCC. We have a good relationship with them, and uh, we're there to make sure. And I would say one of the other uh, great strengths of NRB, of course, is your membership, because you know, you're talking about specific things that, that uh, the, the office in Washington, D.C. does, and with uh, your, your fo Aaron Mercer, who handles uh, issues on Capitol Hill. But really the strength is the membership, uh, members like Bot Radio Network and, and other organizations who come to NRB for information, for education, for things like this project that you're talking about. And then they are able, through their many, many different modes of communication, are able to uh, educate their listeners, their viewers, about what's going on. Because you know what? If, if we're not aware of what's going on in the country with respect to free speech, and this is important for everybody, it's not just important for Christians, it's important for everybody. You've got to have that level playing field of freedom of speech, which is what our founders gave us. And as you said, one of the problems is that our, our kids are not being educated about that and how important that is. So it's gotten twisted and, and, and fluxed to the point where it's almost unrecognizable. It's intolerance in the name of tolerance. They would tolerate anything and anyone except those who don't tolerate all that they tolerate. And so, you know, the historic Christian Orthodox view is heresy now. It's a public heresy. And so more than ever, we need NRB. And I can tell you, if you go by yourself to a senator or a congressman to talk about censorship, uh, they'll be gracious and they'll meet you and they'll see you. But there's power when mm. we pull together. Oh, yes. And uh, we have 60 million listeners and users to NRB broadcasting content every week. And when I see a senator or a congressman, and they know that, we're 60 million strong as a group. People using, broadcasting, consuming NRB member content. Uh, you need to join. You need to be a part of that. I just want to say that to your listeners. If they have any interest in Facebook or Twitter 
uh, Google, YouTube. They need to be a part of what we're doing. And, and let me let me let's switch quickly now to the Great Commission, yes. because that is what it's all about. I That's mean, we the have, purpose. We have, we have tools. We have uh, liberties to protect, but the mission is to propagate the gospel. And that's also what NRB, that's really what, that's the main thing that NRB is about. How to use this technology effectively, efficiently, and then how to use it to proclaim God's word and proclaim the gospel. Yeah, up to now we've been talking about the means. That's the end. That's mm. the goal. And so the reason that we defend free speech and even promote media excellence is to advance biblical truth, advance the gospel and the Great Commission. And it's amazing now. I mean, I'm holding in my hand this cell phone and... Do you this, have the Bot Radio Network app on there? This, uh, yes. <laughs> Good. This, Good. This, this is the way around the world, people in Africa and India and China, maybe they, they have no television, uh, no air conditioning, but they have this. They just do. And it's the way of the future. Mm-hmm. And radio now is, is converging, actually, it's as you are. It's, it's, mm-hmm. You know, you're... People are listening to this right now on their phones. We know that. So that's the the media convergence. So, you know, it's like having a a translator uh, in every home, essentially. And, you know, the gospel, we're told, will be preached to all of the earth before Christ returns. I think that's a tremendous promise. And people may have wondered before how that could happen. We really don't have to use our imagination now to think about how the gospel will reach all the ends of the earth. I think largely it can be because of uh, electronic media, radio, and uh, digital technology. Now, in the remaining minutes, tell us about the convention coming up. It'll be in Nashville this year, and how people can get information about attending, how people can get information about joining, find out if your church is a member of NRB, and if not, uh, how can they make that happen? Yeah, nrb.org is the website, NRB. Org. And the convention is the last two days of February and the first two days of March in Nashville at the great Gaylord Opryland Hotel. It's a tremendous resort for your family to come to. And we have great preaching and teaching. We have usually four or five cutting-edge Christian films are previewed there before they're ever released in the theaters. They're previewed there. Uh, If people are wanting to know how to stream their worship service, maybe there's a sound man for a local church listening to this broadcast. He wants to know how to do a podcast for the pastor and blogging. We we have seminars on that for the local church. We're really encouraging pastors, ministers of uh, music, education, youth ministers to come now, not just people who own radio stations, but every church now should be a broadcast base. So nrb.org is the website. I got a feeling actually the president of the United States and or the vice president will be at this convention. You know, Reagan spoke seven times at NRB when he was in office, and we've gotten very positive feedback. So a lot to do and see when you come and, to and, NRB. And as I understand, possibly the chairman of the Federal Communications Commission, Chairman Ajit so. Pai, he came to visit one of our executive committee board meetings um, when it was in Washington, D.C. one time, when he was a commissioner. But now he's the chairman of the FCC, and I believe he may come to our national convention. He's spoken twice before at NRB events. He's already proved in just the short two months to be a great advocate for freedom. He's reversing the so-called net neutrality uh, push, which was really going to mean regulation of the Internet, taxation of the Internet. He was going to treat the Internet like your old Ma Bell phone bill, essentially, with all these taxes and regulations. You know, if one thing that's really worked well 
in, in our world in the last 20 years is the Internet. We shouldn't mess it up. Yeah, so people can come to the convention. What's that website again? NRB.org. NRB. National Religious Broadcasters. NRB.org. Well, you know, this, is, this has been a great convention. We've only been here uh, for a day so far, but it's a great opportunity for different people to meet and uh, for connections to be made and networks to grow. And again, it's, it's for the proclamation of the gospel. Again, that's the end that's so important. And we really appreciate what NRB does to, to keep the freedom going and to be a really important part of that. So, Jerry, thank you so much for stopping by. Well, we at NRB are very proud to be associated with BOT. Thank you, Rich. Well, we need each other. Thank you, Jerry. Well, here we are, Rich, uh, again on the exhibit floor of the Southern Baptist Convention in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's been a blessing. We're going to continue to send short reports that our listeners can hear over the next few days, uh, as well as hopefully another uh, long-form program talking to some of our friends here. Amen. We're seeing so many of our friends uh, that are some of our broadcasters and uh, some of our listeners in our various cities. That's right. Very good. Well, for Bot Radio Network, this is Evan Fowler from Phoenix, Arizona. Thanks for listening.